What's up, y'all? What up, girl? Ease and boyies and theys. Everyone. Oh, she, she, they, them's. <laughs> yeah, everybody. How's it going? Um. Yeah. Good. <laughs> it's funny, and and I know it sounds insensitive, and I know like the, the what I'm about to say does sound stupid, but to me kind of like it, it kind of goes in the same sentiment that like sometimes when people say hey guys is like what is the word i'm looking for um gender inclusive that's how i feel if i be like hey girl like it doesn't mean <laughs> that i'm talking it could be anybody you know what i mean that's what i feel like too um a lot of people feel like guys is like hey guys is uh like non-gendered and i feel the same way about hey girls same and i know that that's something that i have to like unlearn and that's something that i'm like trying to do because like even when i say hey guys and i'm like oh i should probably say something else Mm -hmm. but sometimes i'm like girl please it's usually not to a girl and like not to be insensitive about it but like i don't Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah, that was just a little thing I thought about earlier this week. Um, I don't feel bad if it's like I'm doing it to someone who doesn't believe in pronouns or whatever. That's fair. I'm like, That's okay, well, if you don't believe it, then I'm going to call you a girl. And if you don't feel like you are, then... I don't know why you're upset. I thought you don't believe in pronouns. So that's Did you listen to that episode of Sibling Sibling Rivalry, I think? Or maybe it was just Bob on TikTok or something. Um, and he was talking about how this woman was like, I think pronouns are dumb, like whatever, whatever. And so he purposely was calling the woman like he, him, or like they. And then the woman mm-hmm. like exploded by the time of like their, I think they were like in a Zoom call or something. And she's like, I'm a woman. I go by she, her. She's like, oh, so it is important then. Yeah, I did see that. It was on TikTok. I was like, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Bitch. (laughs) Which is also inclusive. (laughs) Yeah, anyone can be bitch. Yeah, exactly. Period. Okay. Um, So welcome to the show, you guys. My microphone sounds like it's loud, but it's like, maybe I have to get closer. Okay, Tifa, say something. Something. Okay, maybe mine's fine. Because sometimes it shows us, like, how loud it gets. And sometimes it goes into the red. And usually mine's in there, like, red. But whatever. Interesting. Okay, yeah, anyway. Welcome to the show, you guys. Yeah. Um, I literally just woke up. So. Yeah, we both kind of just got up. But here we are. Um, any other <laughs> you want to get into our bits? Um, no updates from me, I guess. Um, no, because I'll just talk about them during like our things or whatever. Okay. Um, do you want to start? Sure. Let's start with our parent snaps of the last couple weeks. Um, so my parent snap is and i i feel like there's a theme like 
every season I'm like, oh, I'm working on this right now. So all my parent snaps will be about this or blah, blah, blah. Like right now, obviously it's like trying to buy a house and like planning a wedding and like all this crazy shit that's going to be expensive. But like, I do look forward to it and it's exciting. Um, so my parent snap is that I set up my first venue tour for next month, which is kind of like nerve wracking and kind of crazy. But it's happening now. Like I'm planning a wedding and that's very wild to me. So. Um, yeah. So what's the venue? Can you say or no? Um, yeah, I don't care. Um, I'm touring the Minneapolis Institute of Art or the MIA um, for all the locals, um, which is like a museum in Minneapolis. And it's like. I guess probably one of the bigger museums or biggest museum of like art and stuff, um, which it's, I don't know where I got this idea from, but it was like always my dream venue for like a very long time. Um, so yeah, I'm touring that in a few weeks with Miguel and I think my mom is going to come with. So we'll see. And I have an engagement party that's already like on the books now and that's kind of crazy. Um. So <clears throat> I'm not even, I'm not wearing my ring right now because I didn't wear it to bed, but like yeah. I'm a I'm gonna be a wife and that's kinda wild to me, to be honest. <laughs> um, okay, so is this which one is this one? Is this the one with the spoon and the cherry? No no no. So that's um Loring Park and that's the walker. The MIA oh. is the one that had like if you went as a child or for like a um for like a museum trip, they have like all the jade stuff and it's like three levels okay. um okay yeah this is the one when you walk inside and like there's that big yellow sun with all the, the glass and it's like all swirly uh maybe i don't remember seeing that the last time but maybe it's where the um, children's theater is also like the children's theater is attached yeah like when you enter it on the left right um it depends on where you're entering from but yeah um, okay well girl have um, you have let me just i think this is the is this the one where there's like a flower show or is that something else i think that's something else i don't it's funny okay so now that we're talking about it out loud i'm like kevin doesn't go to minneapolis it doesn't know anything about minneapolis so like i don't it's it shouldn't be surprising to me yeah let me look this up you guys the mia what the big minneapolis minneapolis institute of art You'd be like, oh, yeah, they hold like a gala every year. Um, but yeah, you'll see and you're like, oh, this makes sense for you. The MIA. Have I been here? I feel like everybody goes there for like a like a school trip or like a school field trip at some point. Yeah. Oh yes, this, so yeah, this is this is the one I'm talking about. This is the one where it's like you enter, and then there's like a big yellow sun, and then, um, yeah, whatever. Okay, so anyway, then that, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, um, so what are we touring? Like, are they going to show you where you can do your stuff and your ceremony and your whatever yeah exactly so it'd be like a walkthrough of the venue of where like a ceremony would be held and where a reception would be held um probably go over like contracting things and like logistics of how much it would be it is a pricier venue 
um and like the caterers that are all listed are like local which i kind of do appreciate because it's not like they're like local restaurants it's not just like really big conglomerate like catering companies i guess um Mm. so yeah so we're doing that next month but i set that up this last week and i was like that's kind of crazy so yeah so um can we talk about how much it is because that I don't want to disclose how much it is because I don't want people to be like, oh, um, but I can tell you off off the record later on. Okay. Because I think Latifah sent us the I did the send price us the price list, list or whatever. Sorry, my I did. computer is making a noise. It is more expensive than I anticipate for a venue, but I, I'm also just like gauging because like, I don't know. I, I've never had to plan a wedding before, obviously, so it's like different. Um, so I don't know what like a regular price point for anything is like, I know like food for a person probably costs anywhere between like 28 or $30 to like 60, 70, $90 if you want it to, but like Mm -hmm. trying to gauge that. And it's weird because like, we know that we're going to invite like all our family, but we don't anticipate all of them to come. So I don't know if that changes like the amount of people drastically or any of that. So it's like, it's interesting. It's very weird so um yeah well it's this place also like will give you most of the things that you'll have to pay for anyway which is what we were yeah. talking about in our group chat because um they'll give you like the security mm-hmm. that you need and like all the tables and stuff and they'll set up and they'll also take it down so you don't have to do that and they will provide like all this stuff that you know if you're not gonna do that if you're not gonna do it at the venue you'll have to find someone to do it for you um but then it's also a nice out because it's like if you don't invite someone you'll be you can say bit you can say like oh sorry like we couldn't fit it in the venue mm-hmm. so that's well their of- venue capacity is like 700 so that's not necessarily the case but well, um saying that to people just it, be like oops sorry <laughs> this is kind of like a mini rant though but since we since people know that we're engaged there are like random people that we haven't talked to in a while that are like oh so you're getting married and I'm like yep and they're like when's the wedding and I'm like um like 2025 like, oh cool like that's gonna be so exciting and they kind of like linger to see if like they're gonna be invited but i don't know like we have a decent amount of friends but like i'm not inviting random ass people that i haven't talked to and like a while you know yeah you have to show me um a picture of you latifah and miguel within the last five years yeah like. well, honestly though <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> it, this is no maybe it is a little shade on my mom um my, my my mom started inviting like her neighbors and i'm like these people have never met miguel and she's like but they could maybe go and i'm like no i'm sorry like that's like <laughs> that's not how this is gonna work <laughs> Yeah, your mom's been just like going broke. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's she's excited, and I get that, and I think she she knows that she wants to have a good time. But I'm also like, and she's also like, well, if we're paying for some of it, then I get to have a say. And I'm like, yes and no, but I appreciate the efforts. Mm-hmm. So, no shade, no tea, Penny. Love you. Okay. But yeah, what's your print yeah. snap? You guys, my prank snap, kind of in the same realm, but my prank snap for the last um, few, like the last week or so, has been 
a purple Fanta from Wendy's. <laughs> There's a lot going on, you guys. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were like maybe gonna announce that you are moving home like officially and like that's what it was gonna be, but it's not. Oh no, it's a purple Fanta from Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what it is, but I love grape soda. Um and I it's okay. It's this thing where it's like I like it. I, I like it a lot, but I don't like it enough to go to the, like, fucking Target and buy a 12-pack of it. Yeah. I know so that's mean. why I go to Wendy's, and I, I will literally go to Wendy's and get a drink, and that's it. Like, I won't get any food. I'll just get a drink. Um, I feel like that should be normalized, though, because, like, drinks are cheaper, unfortunately, a lot of the times at, like, fast food places. And, like, I don't know. Why is that any different than like going to Starbucks or going to a bubble place to get something to drink? Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's cheaper than Starbucks, it's cheaper than a boba. It's like three dollars or whatever. Um it's also the closest thing that's like uh close to me. Like I live by the Wendy's kind of. So um yeah, you guys, I love a purple Fanta. I'm gonna get one later probably. Yeah. Probably right after this. I know, like right after this, and then, oh, I also have been loving um, Celsius, lol. Oh my gosh, Celsius girls, Celsius core. Um, my favorite is Fantasy Vibe. It's one of the new flavors. I just got it. Yeah, last night I went to go. Um, well, I went to Target after work because we were supposed to go to a Halloween party, and I was like, let me get a Celsius because like pre like work. Oh my gosh. Parties after work on like a Friday night. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm already tired. I woke up at like 6 a.m. Yeah. Um, surprise. We didn't end up going to the said party. Um, yeah. But I was like, I'm going to get the fantasy vibe one. I want to try it. So I get the fantasy and I get the tropical. Yeah, those are my favorite. And I, I like the peach one too. Peach vibe. Peach. I like all the vibes. Oh my god, okay. Slay. <laughs> um, do you Except get for Arctic vibe. Do you get affected by um, a lot of caffeine? Um, I can't drink a Celsius on an empty stomach. Otherwise, I feel like I am, like, wired. Like, I feel like that's – I've never taken Adderall, but I know people do Adderall, like, in a recreational way. But I assume that's what it would be like, if that makes sense. That's interesting because I can – it does have an effect on me, but at the same time, it doesn't. Like, it gives me energy, but – if I drink a Celsius, I can still, like, take a nap right after. I did do that, um, like, a month ago almost now, I guess. Um, when I went to my cousin's wedding, I had to drive, like, an hour north to go do um, his sister's hair and makeup. Mm -hmm. And I drank a Celsius on the way there. And then when I came back, I took a nap. So, yes and no. But, like, if yeah. it's early in the workday and I'm, like, I drank a Celsius that morning i'm going like it is i'm not okay and i'm like i need something <laughs> now um at at ethan's wedding um at e ethan and alicia's wedding um it was the day before and i had nothing to eat i also had like four hours of sleep so i drank two celsius's back to back oh my god <laughs> and i was setting up the flowers and my hands were like shaking. <laughs> you like I did this so fast, and I was like, I was like Geneva, I'm having a bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. 
Oh my God. Yeah. LOL. Did you hear about that girl who, um, I forget what college it was at. Yeah. She got um, that lemonade drink from Panera and now she's suing. She died. I thought. Oh, did she die? She was like 22. She had like a heart attack. Okay. Yeah. She had like a heart attack or something. And then now the family's like suing Panera and being like, uh, Let me look this up. but yeah, I, I actually went to Panera to get that drink. After or before? Um, after, after I knew I was like, I'm getting it. Okay. That's crazy because I was like, how much caffeine is in this? This sounds like something that I would like. Um, but like, not to say that she, bird. not that to say like anybody's death in this, like they should be held, resp held responsible. Yeah. She died. She was like 21. Uh, but I do know that Panera has this program that, um, if you sign up, you get like a free drink every day. Like it's just like their rewards program and you like gain points, but you can get like a free drink or free coffee every single day. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Someone had told me that she had like one of the refillable cups. So like they don't know how much she drank out of those or how often uh, because mm -hmm. they're saying that like one lemonade has the same amount of caffeine as like one cup of coffee. But the lemonades are like 32 ounces where a cup of coffee is like eight to 12. So yeah. yeah, so unfortunate. But yeah, I'm like, that's crazy. So be careful with energy drinks. I try not to drink them super often. If I have to drink more than like four energy drinks in a month or like one a week, I guess would be a better gauge of that. I'm like, girl, just go to bed earlier. Like get some rest. Oh, I literally drink a Celsius before the gym like every day. I think that's what those are for, though, technically. Like, they're supposed to be, like, a pre-workout, like, energizing thing. Okay, yeah. Because I, like, oh. I would do the same. I would try to drink, like, half a Celsius, though. I'd be like, okay, maybe not a full one, but half of one. But then I didn't want to waste it because it's, like, fizzy. So you're like, I don't want to drink a flat Celsius later. Okay, I hate the fizz. Is that controversial? You know that they make ones without, that don't fizz, right? I know. I don't like those either, though. Well, then, bitch, what do you so want? <laughs> <laughs> So I take the drink, I open it, and then I immediately, like, start tapping it, or I start, like, swishing it around so that most of the bubbles are gone. And then by the time, or or I empty it into, like, a, a glass. Um, but I did try, there's, like, a mango green tea one, which are flat. That was okay, but maybe I just didn't like the flavor. Because I like yeah, the flavor I of the vibes, but, yeah. Because I grabbed one that I didn't know that, that wasn't fizzy or, like, sparkling or however you want to say it. Um, and I drank it and I was like, this is, I don't like this. And I think it was the mango green tea or whatever that one too. But yeah, yeah, I was not a fan. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I don't like the flavor. Or I don't like the fact that it's not bubbly, but. I'm but not... I also don't like the bubbles. Yeah. I also don't love the bubbles. So. Okay. Make it, make it make sense. Anyway, you guys. Yeah. So, uh, a grape Fanta, a purple Fanta, you guys. Go try it. It's pretty good. <laughs> I might. I went to Wendy's the other day, but maybe I'll go. Just for the Fanta. I thought you hate grape soda. I don't hate grape soda. It's just like, if I'm going to pick like a fruit flavored soda, it's probably going to be orange. Um, yeah. And then if not that, I guess maybe grape or like, I don't know, grapefruit soda is probably like my favorite now. Um, 
Also, it doesn't matter what the drink is. Calvin will just drink it for the sake of drinking something. So, like, I also want to emphasize that. Like, it has maybe nothing to do with, like, a Yeah, flavor. you guys, if, if I said a Sprite, yeah, I'm drinking that bitch. But I do love grape and orange sodas, so. Wow. Do you like strawberry soda? No. Interesting. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'll have the strawberry soda. <laughs> do you have a rant um i do go off girl okay so as you guys know i've been looking for a gerb um and um i'm like hyping myself up to move back to minnesota um which is fine um, the only thing is that I feel like Minnesota does not have a lot of jobs for me right now, just based off the postings that I can find. So that kind of worries me, um, because if I ha if I'm going to move back, then I obviously have to find a job, and if I cannot find a job soon there, um, I'm like just like, what am I going to do? Um, but I'm pretty excited to come back home um hopefully i get an interview or a job with that at the place that i applied um because that would just be pretty nice but i'm pretty excited to come back home um i had a co-worker jamal he moved from long beach to oklahoma recently <laughs> ew and i was yeah i was like ew but at the same time that kind of inspired me because I was like, if he can go to a smaller town than Minneapolis from a big town like Long Beach, then I can do it too. Um, one of the things that doesn't scare me per se, but like maybe would put a hold on my life is um, the dating scene in Minneapolis. Even though I don't really date here either, but it's nice, nice to have the option. Um, I feel like there's probably less people for me to date in Minneapolis. And that because of that, I would put my love life or my relationship life on the back burner and put my family and friends to the foreground or the front burner, whatever. The favorite um, burner. Yeah. The, the Tina burner, did you say? <laughs> no, I said the favorite burner, but Tina burner is a better answer. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I think that's fine. I think, I think in the short term, that's fine. But I think in the long term, that might make me, um, regret my decision, I guess. Because I'm like putting my friends first and then I'm like, okay, like, what about me? Hello? Um, but I think that's fine too. I don't really, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. I'm just looking for a job, you guys. Let me know if you find one for me. <laughs> Would you work in a different lab that wasn't like a cannabis lab necessarily? Or are you like specifically looking for that because you know that that's going to take off here soon? Yeah, I'm looking for um, both. Um, so I moved to California to find work in cannabis specifically because I knew that it would be only a matter of time before it... Um, started to legalize in Minnesota. And then once 
once you guys patched that um, edible law and started mm-hmm. making edibles, that was a loophole, but <laughs> you guys started to make edibles, I knew that it was only a matter of time before I could go back home. So that was my, my only in that was my uh, intention moving out here. Um, and so it's just a little bit early right now because people are not making things and manufacturing things. The only people that are hiring are a few labs and the state of Minnesota. So it's a little early for me to move back, I think. But I think I've been applying to both cannabis and also other microbiology labs um, in Minnesota, like medical devices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I think it's uh, just looking for jobs, you guys, per... Send them his way. Yeah. Although I'm like, maybe, like I said, maybe I'll go to a lash school with my mom and Latifah. (laughs) No, like there's been like a running joke over like the last few years. Anytime that either of us want to quit our jobs or like leave, we're like, let's just go to lash school and start a lash business. Maybe wigs too. I don't know. Yeah. I would get my esthetician license. Why not? I would too. I feel like that's fun. but Right? I like facials and I like all that like gross people popping and like removing and all that thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if that's like lash night school or like <laughs> night esthetician school. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because wow. um, I was like, oh my God, maybe I'll like get my photography license here in California, but it's only during the day. And I was like, oh, I have work. Like I have work to do. Not no more, girl. Yeah, I know, right? So, hey. Um, but yeah, I think that's how I'm feeling right now. How's your mom feel about you maybe moving back? Or she's just like, yeah, bitch, come back. Oh, she's like, come home. <laughs> she's like, I'm, I was like, she's not bored because she has the dog. She has um, Ethan's dog, but. Yeah. Well, I, actually, all my family is like, come home right now. I'm like, okay. Oh, damn. Um, I don't know what they need me for, but my grandma and my dad are like, yes, come back home because California depends. So just come back and live with us. And I was like, okay, well. Thanks. Wow. Well, so, go home, girl. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I think I am. I, oh. I'm pretty sure I am. I'm, I, I already started packing and um, throwing away a bunch of stuff and um, I have to do some organizing. But yeah, I've been really downsizing. I just got my fucking fish now. <laughs> yeah, how are the fish? The fish are good, but I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to. <laughs> what am I going to do now? Yeah. Because if you guys don't know, when I get fish from Minnesota, when I get fish from Minnesota, when I get fish from Thailand, the intention is to like breed them and then have a whole bunch more fish. So now they're just like sitting solo, um, and it's kind of silly because they're literally just waiting to be packed up and moved now at this point. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do you have a rant? Yeah, I do have a rant. Um, A couple, actually. So (laughs) the first one, so I, uh, okay, sort of preface, Miguel has been going, well, Miguel has been cooking and like doing a lot of stuff for getting Lido's off the ground recently. 
um also he did give me shit about talking about last episode where i was like yeah if we break up like i'd have to be okay and i'd be fine but after the conversation what calvin was saying i was like maybe i wouldn't be fine so miguel came at me for that and i (laughs) say what did you say well because remember i was like yeah if miguel and i break up like i have to be okay because like i have to move i have to live my life like if not that i think this is gonna happen any at any time but i was like if we break up like tomorrow i have to like i'd have to get it together and yeah i'd be sad for a long time but like i have to move on because i'm like i'm 28 years old i'd have to like live the rest of my life i can't just be like my life is over you know but whatever not not the point i know that i would be very upset and yes but after talking to calvin and calvin was like well miguel does all these things and like he's very accepting and blah blah blah. i'm like yeah that's true and i don't know if i I don't think i would find that in someone else that i'd be compatible with in that sense you know so i get that um so he was very happy that you had said those things and that we talked about litos and whatever so hi miguel i'm sorry to bring it up not like a third time But he's been doing all these things for Lido's. And he goes to this store that's in Eden Prairie called Shields. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's S-C-H-E-E-L-S. Shields is the only way I could think to to pronounce it. Um, And it's like this weird cross between like an REI, Gander Mountain, or like Camping World. Um, But also, I don't know. It's weird because they have like a food court in there. Like they have a whole thing. They have like a little cafe restaurant. And they have like this whole candy section with candies and ice cream and Dippin' Dots. They have soft serve and Dippin' Dots, which is wild. But I like Dippin' Dots. So they have that. They have fudge. They have this gourmet candy. They have like soups, salads, pizzas, all this stuff. And then they have like a camping section. And then they have like a section for grilling stuff. And then they have clothes and they have a toy section. It's like this, it's like a hick or redneck version of like a Macy's or like a Nordstrom is kind of like what I get from it, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. it's like very Americana. They have all these like taxidermy animals in there. They have like these, um, these figures or these life-size figures or um statues like with mechanics of like icons of people so there's like a vikings player i don't remember his name couldn't tell you some football coach and like all this thing like it's like two or three levels and the thing that blew me away the most was that they have this whole section dedicated to like guns and rifles like hundreds of guns in like cases and like a shooting range and i was like so anybody could come in here today and just like buy a gun and they're like yeah i was like that's crazy to me like you have this huge store Uh, and like it's attached to the eden prairie mall and i'm not saying that like it does look like they have precautions like they have like badge swipes to like get into certain areas where i'm assuming they keep like ammo and like the actual where where you could load the gun like the guns are locked but it's like hundreds hundreds and hundreds of guns and not just like handguns but like assault rifles and all these things and i was like I don't know i've never i don't partake in like any hunting or anything like that so to me who's not very like pro gun and i don't believe that anybody needs anything bigger than a handgun because like we live in a we live in a so-called like civilized world where you i don't think you need an assault rifle to hurt somebody you can you can disarm or like subdue someone with a handgun if you need to but also i don't think that you should resort to violence anyway um 
so it's just very weird to be in that store and i was like this is so stupid like i don't like any of this and i was just like i i don't get it but that was um that's round one okay um uh so what is this store called shields it's called shields Um, okay right so and it's crazy because like I was there with Miguel and one of his friends and we were in there for like an hour and a half because like they were looking at stuff for um, the restaurant and for Lido's. And they yeah, had like a, I was like, what is Miguel buying there? Um, he bought a meat grinder, like oh, an industrial so meat grinder. So like, they had like, yeah, so they had that. They had like all the Blackstone grills. They have triggers, which are like for meat smoking. They have all this like crazy stuff. They have like and next to the meat smoker stuff, there was like duck calls and like all these things, like <gasps> GPS trackers for your, yeah, literally, um, GPS trackers for your dogs and like all this stuff. They have like all the Stanley Cups that you see on TikTok in like every single color, not sold out, crazy, and like all this crazy stuff. We should go sometime. Um, not to the gun part though, because I don't really <laughs> yeah, care like, that. Okay. They have a Ferris wheel inside that bitch. This sounds weird. It is. It is so weird. And I was like, what kind of dystopian universe am I in? Like, you can go ride a Ferris wheel and buy a fucking AR rifle in the same place. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, going somewhere to buy, and I think that's what bothers me, going somewhere to buy a gun should not be fun. Like, that doesn't, like, I don't get that. Like, I, like, guns are very serious and, like, should be taken very seriously. And, like, to me, if you can go buy a gun and then go have dinner and, like, go ride a Ferris wheel, like, that doesn't make sense. Like, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun and your kid's Christmas presents in the same place. But I don't know. Maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe I'm deluded. But whatever. I, yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, that seems, I I get your disconnect because it's like, okay, we're going to, this place is selling, like, stuff to cook and, like, whatever else and there's fun things here and then also you can buy a gun like it shouldn't be that easy and accessible you should be able to you should have to like go to a gun store i I guess to buy a gun right you just buy it anywhere um have you and miguel had a conversation about i don't think he would does he want a gun he does i feel like that tracks (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why i feel like that but it definitely it does Um, it does track um what kind of gun does he want? And what did you say about it? Um, I don't know gun terminology. I think he just wants like a small gun from my understanding. If he was to be like, I want to buy an assault rifle or like an SMG or anything, I'd be like, absolutely not. You're not keeping that in my house. Um, I do understand guns in the sense of like protection. And just because Miguel does what he does, I understand like anybody that wants to like carry to protect themselves and to protect others because like at the end of the day the people that we face and the people that like do show up to like counter protests and things always have guns um and so i i get that that that's the reality i'm not someone that's necessarily pro gun having a gun in the house because i don't i don't know like yes you can take the precautions but and your gun is kept safely, but in the event that something happens, are you going to have time to, like, run to where your gun safe is, unlock the safe, get a gun, load it, and, like, take care of what needs to be done? I don't think that's realistic. What about you as a woman? Do you feel like you need a um, gun or for, I for think it's, protection? I think it's important for for myself and I think others to learn how to use a gun and not in the sense of, like, knowing how to... Well, yes, I should, you should learn how to handle a gun, but in the sense of, like, 
if something was to happen and like my only defense is someone else has a gun and like I have to protect myself, I don't want to pick that thing up and have no idea what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, like, I have, think like, it's basic understanding. I think it's interesting because um my my brother has a gun and I'm like, what are you gonna do with it? Like you just have it to have it basically, because you don't hunt. And I guess it's for protection, but I'm like, okay, well, you have to hide it to make sure that all the kids don't come and see it. And like, right. and also like, he'll just have it out sometimes. Girl, no. And I'm like, okay. And then also I have a friend that lives um, in the Pasadena, San Gabriel area where there was that shooting that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and his parents' house got robbed twice. So, um, it's a pretty... In Pasadena? Uh, um, I think in, like, around the area. Not quite Pasadena, but, like, San Gabriel, which is, like, okay. higher. Um, but yeah, it, it's a pretty, um, crime-stricken neighborhood, I guess. Because, like I said, I'm assuming because their house got robbed twice. And he was like, oh, well, I'm going to buy a gun. And I was like, how is that going to help? Because it's his elderly parents that live there. And I was like, the chances of them just taking the gun from your parents and shooting your parents, I feel like, is higher than your parents actually shooting them. Right. And I was like, well, do you live there? Are you going to take the gun? And he's like, well, no, I don't live there. And I was like, so then how is that really helping? I think it gives you peace of mind. Because it's like, oh, I have a gun. I can shoot them. But it's like, in... in actual practice and reality it's like okay are you is it actually going to do something or does it just make you feel better right is it like a security thing for you or is it like actually going to protect you yeah i'm like i'm not quite sure but yeah boys with their guns you guys yeah and like i i get it i understand but also it's just i don't know that store kind of was I was like, wow, this story's kind of cool. And then we like turn around. I'm like, all these guns. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, Didn't what was your other rant? Um, okay, so this one is like not as crazy. But um, <laughs> it sounds stupid now. Um, the fact that these Bad Bunny tickets are so expensive. And he's just going to like, not saying that he's just going to stand there. But like, I can spend the amount of money I spent on Beyonce because it's Beyonce. And I know like I'm going to get a show. And I know she's going to, like, put her whole body into it and, like, bring out all these, like, Vogue baller dancers and, like, do all these things. Mm-hmm. But, like, a man is just going to stand there. A man's not going to be, like, acrobatics and, like, hang from, like, the ceiling or anything, you know? <laughs> so I'm, like, I just, like, the tickets came out and I signed up for the, um to buy them because they're like oh we want to stop scalpers and blah 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 so i signed up and like joined the line later than normal because i was like oh i don't know and like i was just gonna buy nosebleed seats but even nosebleeds are like two three hundred dollars my god wow and i'm like girl and so anything decent is like at least 650 700 and i'm like that's not even like i paid i paid less than that to be on the floor at beyonce and beyonce's been around for over 20 three years almost 30 years ish 25 years maybe yeah like 90 late 90s so like that's crazy and like i'm not saying that he doesn't deserve it like he has been like the most 
streamed person on like Spotify for like three or four years straight now. So like I get it, but like concert ticket prices are getting out of control. Um, I'm over it. Yeah, I just feel like that's a lot of money for anyone really. Yeah. Maybe um, I don't like it because I'm a broke bitch, but like, so be it, you know? Well, I think that that speaks to what, well, I think that speaks to what the difference is in pop stars and like who's popular with what demographic. Because girls and gays want like, we want a show, we want to see your favorite person like singing live and dancing. But I think that straight men are okay with seeing their you know like fucking drake just stand on stage and sing but I, that's the thing that's different about bad buddy though because a lot of his yes a lot of his fans are like men too but i think most of his fans are like women that just fangirl over him which is kind of like yeah. similar to like bts and like all of them as well because like those ticket prices were also crazy um but yeah i think we just want we want um I don't know. I when I go to see a show, I want to see my favorite person, but I want, but I'm also attracted to people who, like, I know, sing and dance. But that's because I think it goes back to me, like in K-pop, because a lot of the yeah. K-pop girls and boys they like dance on stage and stuff. And also, I was a dancer, and so were you. So I think we appreciate that a little bit more, maybe. Um, but I think it also speaks to a double standard of. Okay, well, if you're a woman on stage, you have to sing and dance. And then if you're a man, you just have to stand there, kind of. Right, because when the Drake ticket prices were coming out, people were paying like six, $700 to see Drake. I'm like, first of all, it's really not that serious. Two, it's like he literally is just going to stand there. And like, yeah, there are other there are other feelings that I have about that man now, too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. Period. But yeah, that's my other rant. I'm just, I'm sad because I'd like to go. Um, but I don't want to go for $600. And that's that on that. Yeah, that's a pass from me, you guys. I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. It's almost a buy me tickets. Go ahead, girl. I'll take <laughs> it. But yeah, that was my other ranty. What, what was the last concert you went to? Um, I went to go see Joji last weekend, like, last minute. Like, literally was eating dinner in Minneapolis. And Miguel's like, let's just get tickets. And I was like, I don't really want to go. Like, I don't care. And Miguel's like, I just bought tickets. And I was like, okay. You guys are I so guess. fun and quirky. Wow. I know. Fun. Well, I went, to, I went to go visit Tony at work. Um, so we were there, and Tony works downtown now. And we were talking about the concert. And it was a good concert. It was very bro, though. Like, I... <laughs> do, you know, do you know who Joji is? No, mama. No. Okay. I, I was like, Let maybe. So he's up. he's a part of 88 Rising. Like, with um, Rich Brian and, like... What was the name of his girlfriend? Um, all of them. Which are, like, a lot of um, Asian or Asian-American... Um, artists mm -hmm. so jody's a part of that um or was a part of that at some point so this man looks exhausted 
Yeah. He looks so tired. Yeah. And you know what? I feel that. So we went to go. <laughs> so it was him, and we're like, okay, so we'll go. Uh, but it was very bro. Like they stopped in the middle, and it was like bro in like a cutesy kind of way. Like it was very millennial, even though Joji, I think, is like Miguel's age. So he's like 31. Um, and they were playing like Smash Bros at one point. They were like, let's share a meme with the audience. And like, that was interesting. Um, they took like a pee break. Yeah, it was just it's very, I don't know. It was cool though. I only knew like a few of the songs because like he came out with a new album and it wasn't like, I don't know. I just wasn't planning on going. Like I would have prepared better. Like I literally, I looked over at Miguel at one point in the concert because I like wore a turtleneck and jeans because we were just going to dinner. And so I'm like, I'm the fucking old lady at a fucking concert where people are in like jerseys and like hyped out and like about like Nikes and all this. And I'm like, I guess I'm wearing Jordans, but like, I was, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to a funeral after. So I was like, I'm the old woman at the back of the concert. Like I am that person. And I was like, Ew, so yeah. Stupid. I was like, I hate. Ew, it. Like, when I Latifah play- went. <laughs> One time, Latifah went to a protest after work, and she was wearing her work clothes. And so she it happens a lot. It's so formal, but okay. They, if people are like, wow, she must be important. Like, no. She's like, oh my god, wow, whoa, um, yeah. So that's not a concert that I would typically go see. Um, but if you had, I don't go see a lot of men in concerts. Like, if I go see men in concerts, it's because Miguel wants to go, or it's like a band. Yeah, I Uh, wouldn't see a men in concert at all, (laughs) unless they're K-pop. And even if you they even were, listen I... to men, though, I don't think there's a single male artist that I know that you listen to. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> so it's not even worth it. It's really not. Um, but yeah. Whatever. Well, I guess I did go see Miguel in concert. The singer. Okay. <laughs> You're Miguel. <laughs> yeah, that Miguel. Um, yeah, I was going to see him in concert. But I also was like very hard fangirl. And I was like, I love this man. Um, so, yeah. Is he the one that jumped and landed on a fan? Yes. Okay, work. I saw him um, not too long after that. Oh, work. Because <laughs> the wild, it was for the Wild Heart album, which was good. It wasn't like his best album. I think the album that he came out with when he ended up landing on that girl was the best album, but he never really recovered from that. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that was the last concert I went to. But I am gonna go see. <laughs> it's not a concert, but this is it. It go. It lines up because this is who I guess we are as people. Uh, I'm gonna go see Crystal Method tonight. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, you would. I know. <laughs> so, I, are you dressing up tonight? Yeah, I cut my wig yesterday. I'm gonna be Catwoman. Um, I'll okay. post pics. I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I cut my fuck ass Bob wig <laughs> last night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come my fuck ass Bob. Um, so yeah, that was done, and yeah, we're gonna go. We're going to a party first. Um, but I want to go. I want to go dance. So I want to go see Crystal Method, and I want to go see Drag because I haven't seen a drag performance in a little while. Um, and it's Crystal Method, Elta Barge, like literally. My favorite. I don't think she got 
con- Miss Congeniality that season, but she should have if she didn't. I got Miss Congeniality that year. But anyway. Are you guys going out this n- tonight? Weren't you supposed to go? Uh, ew. Yeah. So oh. Jill and Robert and Roy want to go out to West Hollywood, but I don't want to go. And they want to dress up as Pokemon, but I don't have anything Pokemon themed. So they just told me to wear pink and they Roy has like the Jigglypuff ears that I'll just put on. But I'm thinking that I am just going to go and then Uber back to Jill's place and then go back home early. Or maybe I just won't go at all. Wow. I'll go I'll go there to like hang, hang out. out. I really don't wanna I'm not in the mood to go to West Hollywood, actually. Wow. How homophobic of you. I know. And you know what? It's guaranteed. Because the last time I went I didn't have that I didn't have fun. And yeah. I was like, I wonder why I didn't have fun. And I think it's because I don't like the music there. And I was asking people, like, why does West Hollywood play? Like, if you ever go to a gay, a gay club, they, like, play, like, all these, like, EDM remixes of songs that you kind of know or you kind of like, but you can't really sing them or really get to. Because it's just a remix. Yeah, it's, like, this weird EDM remix to, to the songs, which I don't like. Like, literally just play Megan Thee Stallion and just press play and, like, don't fuck it up. Um, but I was like, why do they play all this music? And people on Instagram were like, well, it's because West Hollywood is predominantly white. It's, it's no longer like what you think it is. It's, it's moving towards a, a white gay and a a straight white kind of space. And so if you want to listen to good music, you have to go to downtown. And they were telling me like downtown is more, um, like, person of color friendly and they play a lot better music and i was like you know what that's low-key true because when i did go to a club downtown and it was a straight club they did play better music so that's interesting because whenever i go out here which is like never really i guess (laughs) it's not often um i like going to the gay clubs but also because that's the music that I listen to, I guess. Yeah. Because they will, they will play like the Whitney. They'll play the Britney. They'll play the Ariana. They'll play the Beyonce, the Nicki, the Rihanna. And like that's what I want to hear when I go out. Mm-hmm. But if I don't go out, then I guess I just go to themed nights. Like I'll go to like a reggaeton night. And then I know that I'm going to just listen to like reggaeton and like Bad Bunny and like lit- Latin music. So like that's interesting. How yeah. sad for West Hollywood though. I mean, for like the gays in West Hollywood. I mean, it's, it's fine for them because they like that type of music. That's true. But I do not. I just want to hear uh, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls, and like fucking female rappers and stuff. And that's like, yeah, I guess that you wouldn't necessarily. There are there are people that do within the community that do listen to that, but it's not not there, I guess. Yeah, and then also like because they. They got rid of their, um, they used to do like an Asian night. Um, they don't do that anymore. So you don't hear any K-pop except for um, on certain nights. That's like once a month or something. So no more of that. So I can't even listen to K-pop at the at the venue, you guys. So That's because you'd be hanging out with EDM people though too. 
I know, right? Period. So that's where y'all gonna go. Because, yeah, we I went to a house show. I went to go see Zoo last weekend. Or two weekends ago now. Again, didn't necessarily want to go, but I went out because I was like, let's just go. Miguel wanted to go. He bought the tickets. And I was like, free. Sure. Um, yeah, and after like an hour, I was like, okay. <laughs> I think I get it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's annoying it's not annoying it's it's just not my it's not my thing like i i used to go yeah. to shows back in my um early 20s but even then it, i'd go to like one a month and i'd see my friends at the time be like yeah we're going to another we're going to like shows thursday through sunday i'm like girl like you i can't sing at all like i like to sing along to music and like dance and i can mm -hmm. only do that for like 30 minutes at an EDM show and i'm like i Okay. I think that again goes to speak to why we will not pay that much to go see like an artist like Bad Bunny or Drake because we want to go and sing and we want to go and dance. I can sing to Bad Bunny. I can dance to Bad Bunny, but only so much because my Spanish is not that great. Yeah, so but on music. stage we want to like. Well, I want to do the choreo. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah. Rihanna yeah. is supposed to go on tour next year, apparently, or dropping an album. And, like, I guess I have to save my coin for that. Yeah, you got to save your coin for a lot of stuff. I so. know. I'm about <laughs> to be broke. I'm looking for a part-time job. So if anybody knows, yeah, let me know. Okay. Um, Is there any topics you want to talk about? Um, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let me pull this back up. Um, I do think that it is good to touch and um, talk about like the the genocide that is happening in Palestine. Uh, I'm not going to act like I understand all the and looking back, I don't think it's really anything that's super complex because I think that's what American history has tried to teach us is that the whole Israeli-Palestinian conflict is very complex and something that people can't break down and understand. Um, but from my understanding, the U.S. has always supported Israel and their efforts to kind of take back land or to take land, not take back, take land and take Palestine. Um, and obviously within the last month, there have been a lot of deaths um, more of the Palestinians and of people of Palestine and Gaza. Um, I think right now they, their internet like completely has been cut off. They're in like a yeah. blackout. Um, and a lot of people are uh, like, a lot of people have died and a lot of people are dying or just completely unaccounted for. Um, I did think about this, this last week and a lot of, um, there've been a lot of protests here in Minneapolis and honestly all over the world. I see um, we have, um, comrades and people that we've worked with in LA and I've seen that there have been big protests there. Uh, I know in Ireland during like a football game, a lot of people were waving Palestinian flags. Um, so I, I feel like people understand that the people of Palestine need our help. And um, it's very interesting to see who is speaking up against Palestine. I know Joe Biden, President Joe Biden obviously has, and in support of Israel. For whatever reason, the Timberwolves posted something on Instagram a couple weeks ago or like a week and a half ago about how they support Israel. And I was like, 
I had found the post like a couple days later and they had tried to bury the post. They had posted and I counted. They posted 43 new posts in the last week and a half to like bury the fact that they said that they were supporting Israel Mm -hmm. uh, because people were pissed. People are like, why are you saying like anything? Like if you're going to speak out, like say something that actually makes sense and is like truthful. Um, But they're basically like, we stand with the people of Israel and don't believe in terrorists and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, girl, like, I get that people people have people should have opinions and just because you're in sports doesn't mean that your opinion's not valid. Um obviously you see that with like Colin Kaepernick and like a lot of other people in sports. But it was just like very much like we're just doing this for publicity and like this seems like we're being made to do this or say this. So it's just very odd. Um but I think other than it just being attacked on Palestinians and trying to I mean to create and perform like a genocide of Palestinians. It's like also very interesting that America continues to partake in something that can be so Islamophobic uh, and create Islamophobia. And I think that's where, unfortunately, a lot of that lies. Um, because we we unfortunately see this all the time where there are two opposing groups and they they fight and they are fighting over land resources and all these things and obviously like that is what causes a lot of war but the difference of that it's like i don't know just to be very anti-islamic really rubs me the wrong way and because my mom was raised muslim um it's you just see a lot of islamophobia within the last few years and it's just like very gross because i don't think people in the middle east or muslims at all believe that it's like just a, a very small portion of people who claim to be Muslim and practice all these things are quote unquote terrorists and Hamas and whatever. But then you dedicate like all of those people to be that. Like you saw that with Al Qaeda, you saw that with um, Iraq and Afghanistan. And now they're just doing it again. But at the same sentiment, you had this guy in Maine this last week who killed what, like 22 people or something who was mm-hmm. ex-military, a firearms teacher, and, like, known to have mental issues. And, like, no one's calling that, like, a terrorist, but that's someone who is literally terrorizing, like, a whole... I don't know how big Maine is, truthfully, but, like, a whole city and, like, space <laughs> in Maine. But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on it. Like, I'm not going to say that I know a whole lot, and, like, I'm very educated. I just know that what's happening to the people in Palestine is terrible and, like, miserable, and it's really bad. Um, and people aren't speaking about it or acting like it's not happening. Um, but a lot of people are losing their lives. And a lot of the claims that the American government and people in power here have made have all been false. Uh, I think Joe Biden had said something about seeing 40 babies decapitated by the Palestinians. And like, that's been proven to be false. And like, that never happened. Um, but that has happened to Palestinians where they are finding like decapitated children and children blown up because of all the bombings and all the attacks. So I do think that's something that should be spoken on. Um, People should be speaking about it. It's just as important for people here um, because they're trying to eradicate people the same way that they were trying to eradicate American um, native Americans. They are trying to eradicate um, black and brown people. Like it's only like, this is where it starts. So if you're not going to stand up or understand what's happening or choosing not to understand or like try to partake like you are going to let that happen to yourself i guess is the biggest thing 
Sorry, that was a lot. No, I think that was good. Um, I think that... I think the opposite, actually, of what you initially said. I think that it is a big... Um, I suddenly forgot what you said. <laughs> oh, okay. I said it was like a very complex history. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it is a complex history. I don't think... I think to us it doesn't seem that complex, but I think that there's so many feeling and in, feelings involved, and so many years of uh, of mm, incorrect teachings, and then also just so much feelings of political correctness in terms of um, like anti-Semitism and like anti-Jewish that makes this so complex i think it's simple to us because i've seen online and this is kind of the sentiment that i'm gathering is that a lot of people of color and a lot of minority groups and a lot of people who have been oppressed before identify with palestine so i think because we belong to those you know people of color we we really identify with palestine because we've seen it before um and I feel like a lot of Native Americans would kind of feel like that too because they have been colonized and stuff. Um, so I think to us it seems pretty simple, but I think to the world it seems really conflicting because no one wants to be seen as anti-Jewish. Um, and I think that there's a lot of white supremacy going on because obviously they're like, okay, well, we can just come in and take their state and do whatever they want right. because no one wants to say that they are being anti-Jewish now or whatever. Um, so yeah, they, the West has kind of, um, or Israel specifically, I think, has kind of um, woven this narrative of if you're against Israel, then you are against every single Jewish person in the whole entire world. And no one wants to be seen as a Nazi anymore. Right. So if you are against Israel, then you are a Nazi. And they've done it so well. But I think that you can, like, still have love for Jewish people, but say, like, Israel's doing something wrong. You can say that two things are true at the same time. Um, just like how you can say, you know, it was wrong for, or it was, it was sad and wrong to see that, you know, the Palestinians have, taken hostages and stuff but you can also say like well i mean they kind of were at their wits end like you can say that two things are true at the same time um what else was i gonna say about that i, I think it's similar to um it's i don't know i've seen on tiktok that like people are always like well what they did was wrong, right? What they did was wrong. Yes, what they did was wrong. Like, they took hostage and they killed them. No one should be killing. No one should be dying in general. But, like, I don't think people understand that, like... But two wrongs don't make a right. And, like, <clears throat> retaliating and, like, how, my, how many people know, like, the pretense of, like, what was going on, you know? Yeah, and... I don't think people understand, like, that Israel has control of the whole situation. And, like... They are... And they're being backed by like people with billions and billions of dollars to give them what they need to take to take action. Yeah, Palestine well, does not. Well, I think that people think that Israel, because you know people of Jewish descent have you know gone through the Holocaust, 
they feel as though, um, I don't know where I was going with that. I think that they feel like Israel is an underdog because of the Jewish, Jewish people who passed, but like, also they just took this land and now it's a settler colony or whatever, and now it's like, okay, well, you're displacing these people. There's no such, there should no, be no such thing as an ethnostate, et, et, ethnos, what? Et, ethnostate? That's a hard thing to say, you guys. Um, where it's just like one state of all just one ethnicity because that, you know, would require the ethnic clean cleansing of another ethnicity and also the making of a second class of the other people who are not that ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So just feel like that's kind of what's going on right now. And I'm not really down for that. It also does remind me of um, the summer of 2020, you guys. Wow, good time. Yeah, which is where um, people would be like, what is it called, Tifa? Kettling? Uh, I don't know what you're about to say, but possibly kettling? It, it's like when police are like, hey, you have to exit right now. And then they like block oh, the yeah. exit. Yeah. Yes. That That's kind of what happened because Israel was like, hey, you guys got to exit right now. But you and then people don't understand that up. like Israel like controls all of uh, Palestine's exits. So then when... They first of all, they can't even exit, and then where are they going to go? And then also, they were like, go down to the south or whatever, and then they bombed the south. I was like, why would right. you do that? Why did you do that? And then it's also similar to that summer in 2020, because I feel like whenever you bring up the fact that people shouldn't, you bring up the fact that something as simple as, like, oh, like, don't kill Palestinians, people are like, Okay, well, what you what they did was bad, right? You have to admit that, that what they did was bad. And that reminds me of uh, 2020 because it's like people are out here protesting, but then people are like, okay, but the looters are bad, right? Right. You have to at least say the looters are bad. It's like, yes, it's bad. But why is that your focus? You're trying to like dehumanize. You're picking the- on the wrong thing to like people are dying. Like people are losing their lives, yeah. but you want to focus on like. You, you in, in a smaller scale, like on a big scale, it's like that's a small scale thing compared to like what's comparatively happening. Well, that and also like, okay, you're nitpicking a little thing in the terms of 2020, you're nitpicking a little thing that is happening right now, but it's objectively wrong. Like, yes, looting is wrong. Like, I think anyone could say that looting is wrong because I think that's just kind of like a moral understanding of most people. So you're trying to like pick up something that's so obvious and and make me say it, but you're looking at the wrong thing. Like you're not looking at the big picture. Like people are out here dying and black people are being oppressed every single day and you're gonna make me admit to you that looting is wrong in a way to like dehumanize. Which is crazy because like in hindsight, people literally were like going without numerous types of things during 2020 because it was a pandemic and because there was scarcity of so many things so yeah when people had the opportunity to get i mean whatever whether it was cell phones um food groceries tvs toilet paper whatever like yeah people took advantage of that but there's always going to be people who take advantage of a situation but also like it's coming from in that sense it was coming from like a dire need of things and like people were also just like cooped up like People loot for shit all the time. So, like, that whole looting thing was, like, stupid. But, no, I get what you're saying. And, like, I guess to kind of not necessarily correct what I'm saying, but to 
further explain. I feel like it's not, it is a complicated history and I get that, but I feel like the way that America portrays it is like, oh, it's too complicated for us to understand, even though we've been supporting Israel. Like we don't have, like no one's going to tell you exactly what happened because it'd be from American perspective and America has made that stance. And kind of like you said, because they probably don't want to be seen as Nazis because we already fought the Nazis as Americans and like, we're the good guys. So it's, I don't know. It's just like very, it is complex, but I don't think it's as complex as like right is right and wrong is wrong, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, you guys, a lot of, a lot of that online. I've seen, I've been seeing a lot of it on TikTok. And I think that people who are younger and people who are of color or whatever, or some type of minority group, I think they do lean more pro-Palestine. Um, and people who are older and also whiter kind of lean more Israel. Yeah. Um, so, Yes. But all that to say that it's just really sad, like no one really needs to die, but here we are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that. I know that that's not very anything like informative to anyone, I'm sure. Uh, but I do think it's important to like speak out. And I know that people are starting to reach out to senators. I think there was a post that was going around on um internet on instagram i know i had shared it but like minnesota even donates um or contributes like six million dollars to uh the israeli army every year so like that's money yeah. that i'm paying for like that's my money did you see that thing where um oh well it's gone never mind nope. <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say what the fuck Oh, 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 it's, it's that thing where it's like, this black girl on TikTok was like, yeah, the Israeli uh, military comes and trains police. Yeah, they so do. that's all you need to know about that. They situation. do. And I was like, period, bitch. They come and train police. The um, chokehold that, uh, I don't want to misspeak. There are chokeholds in certain things that they have used to kill people in the U.S. who have killed black and brown people were trained by the Israeli military and also the Israeli military uses and we purchase their surveillance equipment to surveillance the um, US-Mexico border. And like we give them money and like it's a whole last thing. So like us supporting Israel, like not only uh, oppresses Palestinians, oppresses Americans, oppresses um, people who are trying, like immigrants, like it oppresses everybody. And like we just continue to give money and like people don't know all these things. Um, we give money to Elbit Systems. That's Israeli. We do all these. Like, I know I, I'm being triggered again, so it's okay. I'm sorry. But, like, those are all things that happen. And, like, mm -hmm. people don't understand or people don't know because they're not taught these things or it's not something that they're exposed to. Yeah. So it's just, it's gross. So to see people in America be like, we support Israel. It's like because those people are, like, also, they're anti, they're Islamophobic. They're anti-immigrant. They're anti-black and brown people they're anti like liberation for all like those are those people who are supporting israel and that's how it looks and that's how it is so mm -hmm. do your part girl history is happening like do something mm -hmm. yeah um 
I think that parlays a little bit into um, what I want to just quickly talk about, <laughs> which is this last um, one where it says this white guy telling me why he didn't go to college. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that in the notes. Tell us more. <laughs> Basically, this white guy was like trying to talk to me and I was like, hello. And he like went to St. Cloud State. Oh, he, no, no, no. I don't think he would. He lives in St. Cloud. And he was like telling me why he didn't get St. Cloud State. And he was like, yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't feel like writing the personal whatever, the personal statement. It was basically like asking me like why I should feel bad about being a white person. And like, da, 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 da. and I was like, that's not really the question that they're asking you. First of all, the question that they normally ask you is, Write about a time where you um, like faced adversity, right? That's the I'm telling you guys right now. That is like the simplest question that they probably asked. And because you are a white man, you and you never face adversity, you are equating that question. You attack me because I'm white. Yeah, you're you you're equating that question as an attack of you being white and how you should feel white guilt because you never felt adversity. That could be a kind of an interesting whatever. But he this the fact that he decided that he didn't want to write about no, the fact that he thought that that question made him feel bad for being a white person because he never faced adversity. And the fact that like that question was so triggering for him that he didn't even want to go to college really spoke volumes to me um and i think that goes back to what we were just talking about israel and palestine because it's like i don't know people just don't want to if you're white you just want to not really think about it easy for you yeah you just want to dismiss like what's happening and what's going on because like it doesn't affect you or it doesn't affect you right now yeah i was gonna I was gonna say there's a racial and like religious part of it too, because obviously white people are now are seen as, um, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, Jewish people now today are seen as white, and then obviously the Palestinians are seen as brown and Muslim. So I think that there's like a religious and um, whatever, what I was whatever I was saying part to it where it's like you can, you know, white people white for the white side or whatever. But and I think that's what kind of sucks about it the most is that people of Israel know what it's like to be on the side of an ethnic cleansing. And I was, I was watching this TikTok this morning. I'm Calvin now. I was watching this TikTok (laughs) this morning and it was talking about um, how people, how oppressors never want to be the oppressed and they have to be able to stay the ones that are oppressing because if given the opportunity, the people who they're oppressing are going to do the exact same thing, if not worse to them. So if you have your hands around someone's throat or you punch someone who is bigger or stronger than you, you should, you know that you're expecting to get hit back. And so for people who have known what that looks like in not that many generations ago, I'm sure maybe one generation for some people, maybe two or three for others, know what that looks like and what that feels like and how it feels to lose so many people that you care about to lose everything in your life so to me that's what's really ugly about all of this is that you 
want power so bad. And maybe that's it's a fear thing too. You don't want it to happen to you again, but you want power so bad that you have the upper hand. So you want to make other people feel the way that your ancestors have felt. And honestly, that's really ugly and that's gonna come around to you in this lifetime. And that's what I choose to believe. Um, but yeah, it's really gross and it makes me really sad. Um, but yeah. Um, do you have anything else to talk about? Did you have any other questions? What else? What else? Also, fuck that white guy. That white guy was... I heard that. I was like, okay. I was like, you didn't really read the question, did you? <laughs> right. Um, I feel like this was like a random question that came up, and I don't know what made me think of this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think it was because you're like, oh, yeah, I've always been accepted because... Um, like you have never necessarily quote unquote like came out to anyone like we've always just kind of like assumed and kind of known um but do you ever feel like you were rejected in any sort of way or any situation where someone was just like oh i don't fuck with that guy or like someone had spoken out because you had like a supportive community do you feel like there was any ever a time that that wasn't the case um I don't know. So, growing up, um, and we have a friend that came out a lot later as well, which um, I'll contrast that to, but um, growing up, I always acted like the way I act, so it was pretty obvious, and I was lucky enough where people were, like, fine with that. Um, And maybe people weren't fine with that, but I never knew because I wouldn't hang around those people. Um, so there's like a group of straight guys that I would just avoid basically. Um, but I think a lot of that, I think a a part of why I never felt rejected is because I rejected them first. Um, so for example, at school, my actual school, like Latifa and I didn't go to school together. We only saw each other like when we would see each other like on the weekends and stuff. But Mm -hmm. at actual school, I didn't care about any of of the people there except for my like two three friends and so I didn't feel rejected because I never felt like I really belonged there and so in a way I I rejected them because I didn't want to be there I rejected them because they were mostly white and upper class and like came from rich families and I just didn't, didn't identify with that and I rejected them because I had already accepted new friends that I felt more connected to um so yeah i've never felt rejected at school or in um extracurricular groups i do feel like sometimes i was more cautious about how i was being viewed but in the end i don't know if that really caused any friction because i i could be cautious but i can't be cautious for too long because obviously a, a big, hey girl, would slip out or whatever. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, lol. So I can't be like DL for too long. <laughs> yeah, because I was just curious because it's, I know that that's not always the case with everyone. So I was kind of mm-hmm. like, I wonder if there was ever a time where maybe you didn't find, feel that way, but Well, sense. I think that it's also an interesting case for me because, um, 
like I said, growing up, I was a little bit more accepted. And then when I did find a gay community and friends, I felt probably more accepted. But that's because I don't think I'm like super duper handsome, but I'm like cute-ish. Shut up. So I think This bitch that's... was literally the face of a Chinese dating app, but okay. Okay, period work. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> literally like 70k followers on like, what, Tumblr at one point? And like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think that, that okay. you know, having some type of level of attractiveness does help you be accepted into a community, whether, any community really, um, but especially the gay community. Um, so I can't speak to people who, you know, don't feel like that or, or they feel like they're rejected because they are not as handsome or fit or whatever as they, they could be to be accepted. Um, so I'm kind of in a position of privilege i've never been in a situation where i have um not been um wanted by white men but that's because i don't speak to white men so i, I never hard. felt like that if i if i if i i'm sure that because that's a thing that's a real thing that people feel like pe gay men of color feel like they're not welcome in white spaces but that's because i never go to white spaces so I've never felt right. like that. I think that's why. But that is a like real thing. Not not to like discount their, you know, um, story. But that's a real thing. No, for sure. Do you feel like you've just always been very good at protecting your peace? I guess about things like that. My peace. Yeah, like your peace. <laughs> this is a piece called um, no, like your like your peace of mind and like your. Um, not wanting to be exposed to like possible hatred or just like ignorance and things like that. I think so. I think it's a superpower of mine and every gay person that they, when they look at a group of a straight men, they know exactly which they know exactly who the leader is. And you want to kind of be nice not an alpha male. Well, no, even with when our friend friend groups, I can tell like who every who all the guys listen to. No, that's and, real. And like I understand who it is and how to avoid them because the way that they look at you and the way that they judge you, all of their friends will judge you in that same way. So I try and protect my peace by just avoiding straight men in general. Um, and I think a lot of gay men do that. And I think that's why you see a lot of gay men, straight women friendships. Um, because I think that, you know, gay men and straight men kind of get along a little bit more better. Um, I will say, I think that there is something about a gay man and a straight woman relationship that uh, even if you are two straight women as best friends, I don't think that you could be as open and honest as a straight man, gay, was, oh, gay man, straight kind of thing. Because I, if I was a girl and I was talking about my sex life to my best, best, best friend who was also a woman, I would still kind of feel like in the back of my mind, are they judging me? Because misogyny is goes so, so, so deep that maybe she is judging me in a way. But with a gay man, I'm like, I really don't care. You you could tell me anything and I really don't care. That's 
I, I get what you're saying. And I feel like as much as I want to say that's not true, it is true to like an extent um, because women can be and like, like you said, like with misogyny, it does want, run really deep and can be very judgmental or just like competitive. I think that that's something that's very bred into society and culture is like, oh, well, if you want to be something, then you need to be the best, you know, and like mm -hmm. you have to be the number one person to do this. So like don't let other people be better than you or like don't let certain things happen. So that's true. I could see that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, it's tough because I know that I have a certain privilege and like I appear black to people. Like that's just how I look. People are never going to guess that I'm Indonesian um, at all or even like half Asian. People will probably be like, oh, you're mixed. But like they're never going to be like, oh, you're whatever. Like they know that I, I'm black. I look black. I appear as black. I'm black. Um, and not to discount my Asian half and like my side because I do, I do identify and connect with that culture and like that very strongly. Um, but I know that I have a privilege of being lighter skinned than like your average black person a lot of the time, or like dark skinned black woman or any person um so it's it's hard because yes there have been instances where i've felt like invalidated or i've had to question um i think even more in the last few years where people now like if i say something like i mean anything that we talk about here or anything that i do within like the community um could always kind of be looked at as like oh you're just like a very quote-unquote liberal free-thinking like black woman you know um so i feel like that sometimes or like sometimes i have to question i get this i do this a lot at work um where and i try not to assume too much but like a lot of our clinics are now in like they're not in the cities like they're in like suburb cities of the twin cities um mm -hmm. and sometimes like i'll be i'll try to be really nice like i'm a very I like to think I'm a very nice, friendly person. And like, that's literally my job is like customer service. So I'll be like very sweet to people. And like, it's sometimes I'm like, oh, are they just being very passive with me because like they're in a good, they're not in a good mood. They're not chatty. Is it the morning? And then I'll have them go off with like a white coworker. We'll take them back to a room or something or like their provider. And then they're fine. And like, that's not the same reaction. I was like, oh, is it because I'm black? So it's like, and I don't always want to assume that people have racial bias because like, it's, I don't know, it's like a double-ended sword. Like, yes, I should, I should assume for my own safety and like how I need to like, unfortunately, like code switch sometimes or act differently. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's like, no, like I should be able to be myself unapologetically. And like, I know I'm a good person. Um, so it's like a very complex thing. Um but yeah, I think like day to day, I think there are like small microaggressions. I don't think or can't think of a time like blatantly in my life where someone's like, oh, we're not talking to her because she's black or like, no, we're not doing this because of X, Y, Z. Um, but I think that all, a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm lighter skinned and I'm mixed. So I'm not like your quote unquote normal black girl.
So like I have nice, I have quote unquote nice hair or I'm very nice and friendly or I'm very pretty, which I'm not saying that I, I'm all of these <laughs> things, but I mean, that's usually what I get. It's like, you're really pretty for a black girl. I haven't heard that in a really long time, thankfully, but like, that's real. It does happen. Yeah. I think the difference between us there is that you, you obviously cannot hide your blackness, but I can somewhat hide my gayness. Bass and Pro I Shop think... hat. What? Your Bass Pro Shop hat. Oh, yeah. Uh, me cosplaying. Um, no, I only bring that up because I think that I've never felt too rejected because I can hide that. If I don't want it to be seen, I can hide that or I can just choose not to speak on it. But you, as a black woman living as a black woman, you don't have a choice but to be that. Um, and so I can hide my identity a little bit to avoid being rejected. Like, for example, I don't speak a lot to my personal life at work, um, which is, again, me avoiding rejection or me avoiding accidentally coming out and then being viewed as different. Um, uh-huh. I have had instances at work where I was targeted for being Asian, um, like a few times now, Um so that's something that I can't control, but yeah, I think for the most part, for the in terms of like the, the gayness, um, I can try and control that just by, by just not talking at all. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, and then we can wrap this up because I think it's getting a little long. Um, yeah, uh, two weeks ago ish, I think last week maybe, I went to this art show. And I just wanted to bring this up because I thought this was such a cute moment. And because I saw a TikTok, lol. And the TikTok was um, this black girl saying, like, if you're a black girl, you're, like, not allowed to be shy. You're not allowed to be anything different other than what you see online, which is these black girls, like Megan Stallion and the City Girls being really loud and being very out there. And they have really big personalities. But... As a black woman, she felt like I'm not allowed to just be quiet and like be shy and like be mm-hmm. be something that is like not quote unquote black. And so at the art show, I saw this um, this young black girl, and it was um, like an anime art show. And so she was with her mom and dad, and she was wearing like this very like anime inspired outfit, and she was like cosplaying because it was also a costume contest. And I was like that's really nice to see and that is black girl joy and I love to see that because I think that that's something that I think probably a lot of people and a lot of black uh, black people probably make fun of her for wearing that outfit but she's there with her mom and dad and her mom and dad are supporting her in the constant contest and I think that's fierce yeah I think I think that's really real because um I had someone that um i think in trying to get to know me better or try to relate to me better would send me um videos of bad girls club clips (laughs) okay (laughs) which is like funny and i think they uh, i guess they assumed that i watched the show but i've never i've literally never seen an episode of my life and (laughs) every black girl watches this right (laughs) and i've only seen the only thing i've seen from bad girls club is the clip uh, that everyone has seen is um when tanisha is woken up and she go grab she goes and grabs like a bunch of pots and pans and starts banging them and it's like i ain't getting no sleep because y'all y'all not gonna get some snow sleep because of me Mm -hmm. um 
that's the only clip I've literally ever seen. And yeah. someone had sent that to me, I think, in trying to bond and try to get to know me and like assuming that like all black people are this way or like enjoy things like this, which mm-hmm. to their to their point, I did watch literally any other reality TV show probably around that time, um, except Bad Girls Club, because for whatever reason, I thought I was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am watching Flavor of Love and people spit on each other, but okay. Um, okay. <laughs> but I, But in my mind, I was like, do they just think that I do this because I'm black? And I, do, I think honestly they do, um, <laughs> I but they I was did. like, <laughs> they did. And I, I didn't know how to reply because I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. So I was like, haha, hey. I would have been like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's it's just funny because it it comes in all aspects and it comes all the time. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I think this is a good note to wrap up on. Um, yeah, I guess. Go have fun. <laughs> yeah, it's Halloween weekend. Oh, I still didn't. I'm going on a conference next weekend to the, um, let me get the acronym correct. Let me scroll back up to the top of the page. I'm going to the National Alliance Against Racist and Political Oppression 50th Anniversary Conference next Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think I kind of touched on it. And I'm probably going to say the same thing. So I said a couple weeks ago. Um, Angela Davis is going to be there. Um, mayor Brandon Johnson, who's the newly appointed mayor of Chicago, is going to speak. Frank Chapman, who's very big um, and was wrongfully convicted of murder and armed robbery in like 61 and like gone to jail for a period of time and all these things. Like um, he's speaking. I've heard him speak before, but that was via Zoom. Um, so I'm going to that next weekend with some folks from Mirac. So I will have that to report on, I guess, after our next recording. Um, but yeah, there's a lot going on everywhere. So that's all. All right, you guys. I think that's it. That's all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.